Alhamdulillah, in different parts of the world, we find ourselves ending the first 20 days of Ramadan, which according to one acceptable hadith, the first 10 days were a rahmah, mercy from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the middle 10 days were a maghfirah, forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and the coming last 10 days and nights are idhkum min al-nar, a freedom from the hellfire due to the mercy and forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Those of us who are in parts of the world where we may have one day or one night or part of that left for the middle ashara, we should try to make more and more istighfar and seek forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because that has a special nisbah, a special connection with these middle ten days and nights. And we should seek forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, not just from the standard things that we do year round, but now we should seek forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for our weakness and failure in being his true abd and servant and slave. A forgiveness not just for the sins that we did, but a forgiveness from all the commandments that we left out, all the athkar that we missed, all the opportunities we had to make recitation that we failed to use, all of the health that Allah subhanahu gave us that we didn't use in his obedience and service of his creation, on the knowledge that he gave us that we didn't practice upon it or share it with others, all of the free time that Allah subhanahu wa gave us, that we didn't use it in dawah to invite others towards Allah ta'ala and his deen, that we didn't use it in ibadah, in worship or zikr and reflection, and we didn't use that free time in khidmah, in service, but instead we gave it to the dunya, instead we chased our own desires, we should seek Allah ta'ala's forgiveness from all of the times we preferred our nafs over Allah, the times that we preferred dunya over deen, the times that we preferred our comfort over bringing and becoming a source of comfort to others. And the second very important category of things to ask Allah subhanahu wa forgiveness from on these blessed nights is how we hurt so many other people, the lies that we told, the deceptions that we drew, the webs of deception that we cast around ourselves and others, the hurt that we caused to others, the backbiting and slander that we may have done, the people we have betrayed and let down, the people who we could have done more for, who we did less for. There's so many aspects of how we have hurt people or failed in our relationships. We may have not, we could have become a better spouse than we could were. We could have become a better parent than we were, a better child that we were, a better sibling that we were a better fellow seeker on the path or fellow Muslim or friend to one another. All of these are relationships in which we had so many shortcomings and failings. We should seek Allah subhanahu wa forgiveness for those shortcomings. But more importantly, we should beg Allah subhanahu wa for tawfiq to change. That we want to become a better person after this month of Ramadan. That we want Allah subhanahu wa to send His hidayah, His guidance, His rahmah, His mercy, His maghfir upon us. And if we use this month to change because so many times it happens that Ramadan comes upon us we realize, we become sad, we turn to Allah subhanahu we drink great openness and mercy, we cry in the day and the night and we beg for His forgiveness and we do feel that 
Allah has washed away the sins of the past year, but ourselves we don't change. And that inner illness and that inner rot that we have doesn't go away. So because of that, then after Ramadan, we again do backbiting. We again misdirect our gaze. We again become lazy in ibadah because we haven't changed. And many of us are spending years of Ramadan like this. Alhamdulillah, this itself is a great blessing from Allah And I say this in this program particularly because after about 20 days of Ramadan, this is when a person does really start to get the feeling. If they spent the first 20 days well, then inshallah after 20 days of fasting, 20 days of taraweeh, 20 days of increased recitation and ibadah, a person starts to feel their heart has become cleaner. The person does start to feel that some of those sins have been wiped away. But what hasn't happened yet for many of us is that we haven't changed yet in our core essence attribute. And until we ourselves change, the mission of Ramadan is not complete. You know, one of the variants of the root of this word Ramadan, Ramin Lod, is called Tarmid. It's called in Arabic Tarmid. And Tarmid means to sharpen. And sometimes it's used in Arabic language, even in contemporary modern Arabic, to sharpen a knife. Now what does that mean? The knife was dull, and you wanted to sharpen it, so that it could be better used for its proper purpose, which is to cut and slice. So this is another important aspect of Ramadan that we should try to focus on, is that Ramadan comes to sharpen our iman, to sharpen our taqwa, to sharpen our haya, so that we use our deen for the purpose for which Allah subhanahu wa revealed it. And that is to acquire Allah Ta'ala's rida, his pleasure, to become his wali, his intimate friend, to become his abd, his true obedient servant and slave. And if we don't take that lesson away from Ramadan, then we will go back to becoming our own self. So it's very important as we enter this last ten, nine or ten days or nights, Allah knows best, that this home stretch, if you will, that we keep our heart and our mind focused on the goal which when la'alakum tattakoon that we should attain taqwa so it's not just Allah Ta'ala's mercy and forgiveness for past sins but that we need to become muttaqeen in this month of Ramadan and that is a goal that often eludes us and we end Ramadan as ghair muttaqi we spend the whole year as ghair non-muttaqi then again we seek Allah's forgiveness in Ramadan for all of our lapses due to our not being muttaqi but we remain outside the category and list of muttaqeen now for this effort there are many things different ulama and mashayit they guide us on the first thing is ta'luk with Quran al-Kareem that we should increase our connection with Quran kalamullah will make us abdullah kalamullah will guide us to itatullah kalamullah will guide us to marifat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in reciting the divinely revealed speech will make us a slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, will help us in our worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and will make us truly change into the servant and slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And again, often this mission is also something that we leave incomplete. So in the first 20 days and nights, we recite more Quran, we hear more Quran, we become more connected to the language of Quran, but we are not changing our heart according to the Quran. We're not changing our heart according to the feelings and teachings of Quran. Now this is something that is not a project only for Ramadan. It's not something we're going to accomplish by the 29th or 30th of this month. 
Ramadan is a launching pad to become a person sahib Quran for our whole life. So this we should make a niyat that the connection we are establishing with Quran al-Kareem inshallah this month is something we have to continue and further build upon after Ramadan. It's only the fasting that will end on the 30th of Ramadan. Otherwise there are many things that we have to do in Ramadan that will continue afterwards. So what is a very good idea is number one, is to try to recite Tilawat of the Arabic of the Quran before Tarawih that the Imam will recite. And depending on our level of Arabic knowledge or knowledge of tafsir or ilm of deen, read the translation in either Urdu or English, read some commentary, highlight a few verses, mark a few verses which you really feel, or you try to memorize a few verses. Every night what the Imam is going to recite, try to engage in that portion of Quran deeply throughout the day, maybe even after Maghrib Salah, before the Imam recites it. You will feel inshallah ta'ala, then that will increase the quality of your salah and taraweeh. You will pick up on those ayat that you marked when the Imam recites them. You will feel the feelings inside salah that you felt outside salah when you recited those verses. And you will have marked for yourself in your mushaf, in your own copy of Quran, a roadmap for the future. And later when you recite, inshallah, if you can recite Quran from the same copy, from the same mushaf, you will your eye will fall across that ayah, that marking you'll remember. Oh yes, on the 20th of Ramadan, 21st night, I have prayed to Rabbi such and such Imam, and I remember feeling such a feeling. And again, that will trigger. So leave, if you will almost, leave clues for yourself for after Ramadan on how to reconnect with Allah Ta'ala the way you connected with Him in Ramadan. And one of the best ways to leave such clues and markers and hints and roadmaps for ourselves is in our copy Musaf of Quran al-Kareem. And by now this should have happened. That we should have become so deeply engaged with Quran in this month by now that these experiences should have happened. There should have been a verse that made us pause, a verse that made us cry, or at least a verse that made us feel the feelings that lead ones to leads one normally to cry, a verse that maybe we memorized, a verse that we reflected upon, a verse that we memorized. So we must increase our ta'ala with Qur'an al-Kareem in that sense. Every night, obviously every portion of Qur'an, every juz of Qur'an, every ruku of Qur'an, every surah of Qur'an, every ayah of Qur'an, every word of Qur'an, every letter of Qur'an has a power. Right? But at least in every 24 hours there should be some verses, some meanings and some feelings. Not just recitation and wordings. Some meanings and some feelings that we connect with. And we connect them with them deeply. And we want that connection and feeling to be permanent. We want it to continue and last after Ramadan. So this is a major project that we should embark upon. Especially in these last 10 days. Because what the feelings you have in the last 10 days are the ones that you can build upon in Shawwal. Alright? And this is really what we should be thinking about now. Is istiqamat. Is constancy, consistency, kubuliyat that Allah SWT accepts us from us, continuity that we continue about, continue these things after Ramadan. In a sense, if you will, we should not spend the last 10 days and nights just as a completion of the month of Ramadan. We should spend these last 10 days and nights as a beginning and preparation for the month of Shawwal, as a beginning and preparation for the whole coming year, as a beginning and preparation for the new life of deen that we want to live. So the purpose of Ramadan is that we change and we live a life according to deen. So we should live these last 10 days and nights in order to bring about that change in our heart and in our life. And that is 
how we should connect with Quran al-Kareem. Second, is we should make a lot of du'as to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. By now, this should already have happened. We should have been making the du'as that we already knew more. We should have recited, maybe by reading through a book, sight reading, some new du'as. We should have tried to memorize some new du'as. We should connect with the meanings and feelings of du'as. And again, this is a project that will continue after the month of Ramadan. And the last 10 days is the last chance for us to use the barakat and blessings of Ramadan to launch ourselves into the world of du'a. And there are du'as from the Sunnah of Nabi Kareem, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, du'as from Quran Al-Kareem. And you know, Shaykh Muhammad Sahib, he said a very beautiful thing, that many times people, when they make their daily amal of istighfar a hundred times, so they say, Astaghfirullah min kulli wa tubulay. Or they might say, Astaghfirullah al-Azim. But there are also some istighfar in Quran, and why don't we ever use those? For example, a hundred times we can say, And so we should try to add to the way we seek Allah's forgiveness. Use new, not you, but for us new, use verses of Quran to make istighfar. Use different sentences from Hadith to make istighfar. So this is one aspect of dua. To learn the du'as from Quran al-Kareem, to use them more. Even say the listic far, even though it's a bit long, in the last ten days and nights a person has more time. Even maybe some of us never even once in our entire life have we a hundred times recited the du'a known as say the listic far. Those who are unaware, they can search for it in different books from different websites and you can find it easily in Arabic, English and Urdu. So try to add that to our listic far. Make one tasbih a hundred times of Sayyid al-Istighfar, beautiful du'a of Nabi Akreem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Sayyid means what? The king of istighfar. Allahu Akbar. The king of istighfar means that the Prophet said that this du'a is the one that is the greatest du'a to offer for the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's narrated by Imam Bukhari in Sahih. Allahumma anta rabbina ilaha illa ant. That, oh Allah, you are my Rabb. And there is no God except for you. You are my one and only. Khalaqtani. You created me. Wana abduka. And I am your servant and slave. Wana ala ahdika wa wa'tika mastadatu. And mastadatu means as long as to the extent, to whatever extent I am capable and I am able. I remain on your ahd and your wa'ad. I remain on your pledge and promise and covenant. You need to be obedient to you, to be your slave, to worship you, to love you, to all of the ayat that you address me with my Allah Ta'ala Quran when you say, Ya Amanu, everything I to the best of my ability. However, I seek refuge in you from the evil from what I myself did. What does it mean? What I did, what the wrong that I committed, the sin that I perpetrated. I seek refuge in you from that. Abu ulaka min All the while I'm absolutely acknowledging the tremendous netma bounties and favors and blessings alayya that you have bestowed upon me. Wa abu And at the same time I acknowledge that despite notwithstanding along with the fact that you sent those bounties and favors and blessings on me I did a lot of sin against you. Fagfir So Allah SWT please forgive me. Indeed, there is no being, no one who can forgive sins except for thee. Right? So this is known as Sayyid al-Istikfar. Special du'a. 
and what Nabi Akram sallallahu alayhi wa sallam what did he say about this in the hadith in Sahih Bukhari he said that whoever makes this dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with conviction which means deep feeling and belief in their heart in the morning and if they die before the night falls they'll be from the people of Jannah and if they read it and it's just about reading it once and if they read it with absolute conviction and feeling in the night and they die before the day breaks then again they will become from amongst the people of Jannah Allahu Akbar the bare minimum that is being mentioned then in the hadith that Sayyidina Rasulullah is to recite this dua once in the day and once in the night now this is not something to only do on the odd nights this is something to make our ma'mul to make our practice for all of our life so those duas that we want to make lifelong practice we should try to practice them in these last 10 days and make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us kubuliyya that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us kubuliyya then there's another deed, uh, dua from the hadith of Nabi Akrim sallallahu sallam this is reported by the Muslim, in the Muslim Imam Ahmad ta'ala. this is the dua that Shaykh Malakam Razaman sub mentions that should be used for tazkiyah of nafs because when you see the duas about tazkiyah of nafs and he expresses amazement and how many people are there who want to be to tazkiyah of their nafs view themselves as seeker on the paths and they don't even make the sunnah duas that the Prophet taught about tazkiyah of nafs so listen to this dua Rabbi a'ti nafsi taqwaha grant my nafs taqwa Allahu Akbar and just look at the rub the connection with this dua and this month of Ramadan month of Ramadan is for what la'allakum tattakoon so that we get taqwa and then we are people who are seekers on the path of tazkiyah nafs. And the Biyakareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam taught dua, Rabbi a'ti nafsi taqwaha. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant my nafs, bestow my nafs taqwa. Allahu Akbar, it's taqwa. Hmm? Bestow upon it taqwa. Make my nafs muttaki. Allahu Akbar kameera. Wa zakkiha. And O oh Allah, my Rabbi, you do tazkiyah my nafs. Taqwa and Tazkiyah right there in the du'as of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This is the reality of the soul and tariqat can all be found in the Muslim du'as of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Anta khayru man zakkaha. You are the best of those who do Tazkiyah of my nafs. I can try to do Tazkiyah of it. My Shaykh is trying to do Tazkiyah of my nafs. I read the earlier works of early Mishai to Tazkiyah of my nafs. But you Allah, you are the best. Anta khayru. You are the best and greatest and most effective manzakaha from all of those who can do tazkiyah nafs. Why? Anta waliyuha wa maulaha. Because Allah, you are the wali of my nafs. Allah Akbar. You are the wali of my nafs. You are the guardian, protector, caretaker, nourisher, benefactor of my nafs. Wa maulaha. And you are the master of my nafs. Rabbi a'ti nafsi taqwaha. Wa zakkiha. Anta khayru manzakaha. Anta waliyuha wa maulaha. Allahu Akbar Kabira. So it's another dua that we should make and we should feel it and feel the meaning. And when our Mashaikh, what do they mean when they say that we should feel the meaning? It means that we should beg these duas. Don't just recite the duas or read the duas. We should beg these duas from our heart to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We should beg these duas from our heart to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if we make that niyat again, that we're going to continue with this. We will keep making these du'as after Ramadan. 
we will continue making these du'as all year round. Why? Because this feeling that Allah Ta'ala, you, through your incredible hidayah, granted us in Ramadan, that we have a worry and concern that our nafs should become pure. We have a desire and our wish that our nafs should become pure. Allah Subhanahu we want this worry to continue even after this month of Ramadan. So there's so many Muslim du'as like that, that a person can read from different books. Try to pick at least a few that we recite regularly with feeling and passion, with meaning, and that we continue them, inshallah, after Ramadan. So, two things that were mentioned so far. One was Tilawati Qur'an and connection with Qur'an. Second is connection with the du'as of Nabiya Kareem, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Third is our salah. That we should focus on improving the quality of our salah. And really, Ramadan is like a workshop of salah. And because of the fasting, we already feel closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this month. So this is a chance when we get to pray a salah of qurb, a salah of closeness, a salah. We should focus on our salah, especially our fard salah, and try to pray our fard salah with more quality, with more focus, with more concentration. And again, when we're praying salat al-Daraweeh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala salah, but because it's long salah, and many of us, we don't have enough Quran al-Kareem memorize that we can never pray long salah. So salat al-Taraweeh is a, some, for some of us it's a once in a year opportunity where we actually get to stand for one hour or more in salah. And we should use that dhul al long standing in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to try to increase our feelings and concentration and focus on this month of Ramadan. So this is a great opportunity. Focus on all the five for salah and really try to focus on our concentration in the zikr in our heart and remembrance of Allah subhanahu ta'ala and our taraweeh salah. And between these two, between these two, working on our fraid and taraweeh salah is an excellent way to increase the quality of our salah. Another aspect of salah to focus on this month and especially in the last 10 days for those who are catching up, maybe some were very busy in the first 20 days of Ramadan, is to increase in our nawafil salah. Maybe pray tahajjud salah, salat al-tawbah, salat al-hajjah, salat al-istikhara, just plain, pure nafil salah, awabin, ishraq, duha, kaljashd, etc., etc. So many different types of salah. The four sunnah muakkad, the four sunnah ghayr muakkad, the four salat al-asr, etc. So we should try now to think and which are those extra prayers that we can continue? And the best, obviously, is Tahajjud Salah. And Alhamdulillah, the Barakah rising for Suhoor, we're able to do that. And this should be one of our major du'as in Tahajjud time, in the time of Suhoor, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make me regular in my Tahajjud Salah, make me consistent in Tahajjud Salah. I don't want to, in many years have already passed, that I had all of these things in Ramadan and I lost them after Ramadan. I don't want the same thing to happen this year. I don't want the same thing to happen this year. So pick some few rakats of Salah and focus on that. And you know another beautiful thing Sheikh Mohammed Zaman said is that people, they feel that if they're awake in the last of the night, they will make a special du'a. And no doubt it is a special time that is mentioned in hadith. But if for some reason a person cannot wake up at that time, at any other time in the du'a, in the day or the night, they should still make special du'a to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and know that Allah ta'ala always listens to du'as and always grants du'as. In a nutshell, what he meant was that any and every time you make du'a to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, make that du'a as if you were in the last of the night in Makkah Mukarramah at the Muntasam and the Laylatul Qadr, etc. Make it with that feeling because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can accept any du'a as if at that level if it's made with that passion and feeling.
In fact, Allah SWT said in the Hadith Qudsi, in his Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, that Allah SWT said, Ana inda zanni amdi bi, then I was my slave, and I will be with my slave, and I will treat my slave as my slave thinks me to be. So this is a way to increase our du'as, a way to increase our salah. The three things are mentioned so far, Qur'an, du'as, and salah. Fourth, we should make niyat to Allah SWT, we want to continue this amal of fasting. Whether we do the sixth fast of Shawwal, whether we do Mondays and Thursdays, whether we do 13, 14, 15 in a month, whether we do other special fasts like the fast of Zulhijjah, etc. But we want that year round, that because we see now, and we should do shukr to Allah SWT, Allah Ta'ala, out of your mercy and your hidayah, you made fasting upon us. Kutub alaykum as Allah SWT is so happy. We have experienced. In 20 days and nights we have experienced how beneficial fasting is for us. And we want to have some level of nafil, optional fasting, voluntary fasting throughout the year so we can keep getting these benefits year-round. And this is a niyyah that we should make, a dua we should make to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then a fifth thing is called the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And a lot of different people ask what are the adhikar we should do. And no doubt there are a lot of extra adhikar a person can do in the month of Ramadan. But the first thing I would say again is a person should start now thinking, what are those adhkar I want to do year round? Those adhkar we should definitely do them in Ramadan. And those very same ones I would say do in abundance. Do them more than you can normally do. So for example, number one, we want to recite Quran every day year round. To recite abundant Quran daily in Ramadan, inshallah you will still have tawfiq. It might go down. It might go down. You might recite less after Ramadan, but you will still, inshallah, have tawfiq to recite Quran daily after Ramadan. Number two, Durud Shreef Salawat and Nabi Kareem Sallallahu And again here, we can make different salawat and Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu For example, one is Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa barik wa sallam. One slightly abbreviated version of the same, Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa barik wa sallam. Another is to simply recite Salawat and Nabiya Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam using a shorter form, shorter form, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, So there are different Salawat that a person can recite. If a person can recite them abundantly, then inshallah we will have tawfiq to keep reciting it hundred times after the month of Ramadan. And this particular Salawat, Sallallahu Alaihi is something that is recommended by Malakum Rizaman Sahib to recite on a regular basis. We should try to recite abundant salawat. Now what is abundant? 200, 300, however much your heart wishes. Ramadan is the month where we don't set limits in our ibadah. Ramadan is where we try to see that our ibadah has no limits. We try to see how much ibadah that we can do in this month of Ramadan. How much ibadah we can do in this month of Ramadan. So we should increase in our salawat and rutri fan nabiya kareem sallallahu We've already mentioned this God in terms of the Sunnah Dua's, Dua's from Quran, Istighfar. Then there are some other Tasbihat that Nabi Akrim Sunnah mentioned and that our Mashaikh teach. Subhanallah wa bihamdi, Subhanallah Azim. This can be recited a hundred times. It's been mentioned, Hadith, great virtues of this. And others, Subhanallah wa alhamdulillah wa la ilaha illallah wa Allahu akbar. And others, Yahiyyu Qayyum bi rahmatika astaghith. These are all different Tasbihat that a person can recite in this month. And especially in these last 10 days and nights, with the niyata, they want to continue it after the month of Ramadan. 
that our Mishraik mentioned that a person should try to make zikr of Allah Subhanahu name, Isma Azim, Isma Zat, Allah, from their heart. This is known as zikr al-kalbi, and it's very helpful if a person can try to practice this thousand times. So, using a tasbih to keep count, to make niyat that your spiritual heart, your qalb, make zikr of Allah Subhanahu Wa name, Allah, one thousand times. Not to say it with your tongue, but just to use your fingers to keep count and the tasbih that your spiritual heart, your qalb is making zikr of Allah's name, repeatedly, silently calling Allah's name, Allah, 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 Allah. And again, Ramadan, and especially the last 10 days and nights, are a time that we don't set any limit and see if you can recite it more if you want or more if you're able. And those who have been learning zikr from the shaykh, they can ask their shaykh, for an increased regimen of zikr or what regimen of zikr they should continue or do after this month of Ramadan. It's very important that we spend these last 10 days and nights in maximum ibadah, maximum reflection, maximum tawbah to Allah Taala, and that especially that we make niyyah, that we want to become Allah Ta'ala's honest slaves. You know, one meaning of the word siddiqeen is the great awliya muttaqeen of this ummah. But then Allah subhanahu wa mentioned another word in Quran, Sadiqeen. And those are simply the true, honest believers of this ummah. And this is something that we should make a special dua to Allah subhanahu for, that we want to enter the ranks of the Sadiqeen. And not just, of course, we should also make this dua, we want to become Allah's wali, we want to become his friends, we want to become from Sadiqoon. But even sometimes in just a simple sense, Allah subhanahu wa we want to be the true, honest believers. We want to be free from all dishonesty, all disloyalty, all nifaq, all hypocrisy. And if Allah SWT can accept this dua from us in these days and nights of Ramadan, then that means it's a dua to change our life. And these are the type of duas we should make. So take us out from the ranks of the Qazibin into the Sadiqin. Take us out from the ranks of the Ghafalin into the Zakirin. Take us out from a lifestyle of ma'asiyat and sin into a lifestyle of itaat and obedience. So the duas that are about changing our life, changing our heart, changing ourself. This is what the focus should be on now at the end of Ramadan. Changing ourself, improving ourself, become better in deen. And this is what all of Tazkiyah is really about. And this is what the essence of Taqwa is. Becoming a better person for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept all of the efforts of all the mu'mineen and muslimin in this month of Ramadan, that he accept all du'as and efforts of all of those who hear these words, and that may we enable us to make du'a for one another, du'a from the Ummah, for the Ummah, and we make du'a and Allah protects us from every shar, and every fitna, and every hasad, and every enmity, and Allah grant us always his aman, and keep us in his hifaza, and grant us the life of it, and alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.